Hello and welcome to Sync, a show where we talk about music in film and television, why it's important, and the composers and music supervisors who make it all happen. My name is Emma and if you're a new listener, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. I've been running this show as a podcast on Twitch during quarantine without music because of DMCA restrictions, so I'm very excited to be back with KXSC and some tunes. Today I want to chat about another specific show, as I did last time with Euphoria. If you were listening on Twitch with me over the past year, you know that I've done a series called Soundtrack Summer that focuses on one particular piece of media rather than an overall theme. I am considering redoing some of these shows with music, so stay tuned for that, but today I want to focus on Parks and Recreation. Parks and Rec came out in 2009 and aired on NBC until 2015. It follows Leslie Nope and her fellow colleagues in the Parks Department for the city of Pawnee, Indiana as they deal with the antics of public service. The show was created by Michael Schur and Greg Daniels, who combined have created or worked on The Good Place, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Office, Saturday Night Live, The Simpsons, Master of None, and Space Force. These are pretty legendary individuals, which is fitting for such a legendary show. I feel like the music in Parks and Rec is often overlooked, which is a bit odd to me considering how integral I personally see it to be to the tone of the show, but if I were to codify the soundtrack into one adjective, it'd be comfort, and I think that's worth examining. Both music supervisors for this show, one who worked on the first season and another who did the rest, have worked in sitcoms rather prominently, especially those created by Schur and Daniels which is pretty common, as we talked about last week, for music supervisors to work with specific showrunners or directors. The music supervisor for season one was Julie Glaze Houlihan, who has worked on Santa Clarita Diet, AP Bio, The Office, Psych, and Malcolm in the Middle. Again, major sitcom and general comedy moments. After the first season, Carrie Druton takes over. So she's now the director of music supervision and licensing at NBC Universal TV, which is super cool. And she's also worked heavily with Sher and Daniels on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, AP Bio as well, The Good Place, Master of None, Psych, and The Office, as well as on Bates Motel, Allegiance, and a few other cool dramas. I'm not entirely sure which episodes Heather Gebert coordinated on, but she is credited as a coordinator and she's done many, many cool things and is another person in this industry that I admire. So, okay, I admire all music supervisors. You got me. The title track itself was composed by Gabby Moreno and Vincent Jones. Parks and Recreation also includes a character named Andy who has a band called Mouse Rat, meaning that someone had to write the songs for Mouse Rat. So those are written by Mark Rivers, with the exception of one, called Anne, which was written by Chris Pratt, the actor who plays Andy. Mark Rivers has composed for Big Mouth as well, and he's a comedic actor with a pretty cool variety of IMDb credits. So there's my little intro, I hope you enjoyed it. Let's get into some music. So I want to start with Wildflowers by Tom Petty. I mentioned in the introduction that I find the soundtrack to this show extremely comforting. The music is heavily consistent with older classic soft rock and pop tunes, including artists such as R.E.M., Tom Petty, and Willie Nelson. This is a pretty realistic choice considering that the youngest main character, April, was born in 1989, and the oldest, Jerry, was born around 1948. As with many shows, songs for these characters are true to their nature, so April and Tom tend to listen to more modern music than Ron and Jerry, who are older. The median age for these characters, though, is around 30 to 35, so many of them grew up listening to these songs. A very poignant moment of this genre comes when Anne, 
Leslie's best friend, and her boyfriend slash fiance, which is kind of unclear, Leaf, Pawnee, and the main cast of the show, which is set to wildflowers by Tom Petty as they drive away for the seemingly last time. by Tom Petty. I've actually formed a pretty severe attachment to this song because of its placement in this show, so big thanks to Carrie Druton for that. Uh, Parks and Recreation is a really special show because while it has its drama, of course, it takes the heartwarming aspects of the sitcom genre and ultimately provides positivity even through really sad moments such as these two main characters that the audience has formed a like, real attachment to departing. While some might call it bittersweet, I actually think the use of wildflowers creates a happy and satisfying farewell. Parks and Rec is very good at narrative resolution, 
but the soundtrack paired with the writing creates hope and peace within its sadder moments. The show also contains many a tender montage set to specific songs. In an episode titled The End of the World, April and Andy, who are dating at the time, drive to the Grand Canyon as a final bucket list item due to a threat proposed by a local Pawnee group of conspiracy theorists that the world will end that night. As the sun rises on a day they thought they might not see, April and Andy reach the Grand Canyon, Leslie and Ben make up, and Tom and Lucy have a small moment of hope for their relationship. These are three really romantic moments that once again are scored by a comforting tune that provides the idealistic optimism that all will be well. So this is All Will Be Well by the Gabe Dixon Band. The new day dawns And I am practicing my purpose once again It is fresh and it is fruitful if I win But if I lose, ooh, I don't know I'll be tired but I will turn and I will go only guessing till I get there, then I'll know Oh, I will know And all the children walking home past the factories Can see the light that's shining in my window As I write this song to you And all the cars running fast along the interstate Can feel the love of the radiates Illuminating what I know is true to yourself All will be well You can ask me how but only time will tell The winter's cold But the snow still lightly settles on the trees And a mess is still a moment I can seize until I know that all Sometimes this is hard to tell And the fight is just as frustrating as hell All home will be well And all the children walking home past the factories Can see the light that's shining in my windows I write this song to you All the cars running fast along the interstate Feel the love that radiates
Even after all the promises you've broken to yourself All will be well You can ask me how, but only time will tell that was All Will Be Well by the Gabe Dixon Band. And as I said before, there are these really beautiful montage sequences that bring all these characters together. Parks and Rec thrives off of its strong ensemble, embracing just how unique each character and their lives are, and music is a really big part of that. Even those who do not actively create music in the show are always talking about it or have their own set genres. So Tom enjoys 90s slow jams and other artists such as Genuine, Ron is partial to Willie Nelson, and Ben is a huge R.E.M. fan. So here are a few songs that feature just a little bit of each character's personality. I'm just a Laugh with me, buddy, just with me, buddy. Don't let her get the best of me, buddy. 
Don't ever let me start feeling lonely If I ever needed you, buddy You know now I really do, buddy Don't ever let me start feeling lonely That was Pony by Genuine, Pop Song 89 by R.E.M., One Headlight by The Wallflowers, and Buddy by Willie Nelson, covering Tom, Ben, Chris, and Ron's personal styles respectively, as I personally feel that they have the most clear-cut individual genre preferences in the show. Beyond character recognition and scene scoring, however, the show doesn't really shy away from utilizing music in other forms. It's a comedy, first and foremost, and it integrates songs into its writing, character creation, and even setting in order to form a realistic soundscape that one would actually experience in the setting of the show. Stand by R.E.M. is used in a bit where Leslie's eventual husband Ben is depressed. In a day's worn Letters to Cleo t-shirt, he shows off his stop-motion film called Requiem for a Tuesday to Chris set to stand. You might be asking yourself, why did Emma cut off the song? It's a good song. Well, in the bit, Ben does not get beyond this point in the song in his stop motion film. So I'd like to chat a little bit more about how Parks uses music as comedic bits. These are everywhere, but they aren't as noticeable as one might think, which points to just genius blending and very, as I said, realistic moments. The characters also bring up music quite a bit, adding to this realism and integrating musical tastes as aspects of each character's personality. Characters sing, reference, or quote songs often, so I provided another little compilation of a few gems so you get the idea of just how deeply entrenched music is into the narrative. Anne and I burned an awesome CD for the trip. Jimmy Carter's Crisis of Confidence speech, learning to speak Mandarin, 16 minutes of old-timey car horn, and something called Banjo Boogie Bonanza. Uh-oh, uh-oh, K to the N to the O-P-E, she's the dopest little shorty in all Pawnee, Indiana. Why don't you just stop a Pawnee? I once accidentally downloaded a Lumineer song. I had to throw away my whole computer just to be safe. I'm gonna play Jerry's Choice. Ooh, that's right. And I'm gonna sing along. And I'm gonna maintain eye contact the whole time. And guess what? I don't know the words. Harry Truman was a guy, America, Red China, all the countries, other people, everyone is fun. Joe Montana, E. McKellen, I have to buy a new toaster. This is awesome, you're so stupid, jumping up and down. Woo! Oh, I got it on repeat. Tamara, you wanna hear it again or you wanna talk? Secrets. Stolen from deep inside. You know the song already? Of course I do. Everyone knows the song. It's amazing. The drum beats out of time. If, if you're lost, you can look and you will find me. Time after time. If you fall, I will catch you. I'll be waiting. Time after time. Time after time. Time after time. It's never happened. Okay, here's the situation. Your parents went away on a week's vacation. They left the keys to the brand new Porsche. But they mine. Hmm. Well, 
of course not. I'll just take you for a little spin and maybe show it off to a couple of friends. I'll just cruise around the neighborhood. Well, maybe I shouldn't. Yeah, of course I should. Pay attention, here's the thick of the plot. I pulled up to the corner at the end of my block. That's when I saw this beautiful girly girl walking. I picked up my car phone to perpetrate like I was talk. The sunroof was open, the music was high, and that girl's hand was steadily moving up my thigh. She had opened up three buttons on her shirt so far. I guess that's why I didn't notice that police car. I can't believe it. I made a mistake. My parents are the same, no matter time nor place. So to all you kids all across the land, no need to argue, parents just don't understand. There's also a fairly short segment of Gloria Estefan's Get On Your Feet that plays a comedic role in a scene where Leslie has to walk across ice in order to get to her stage at a fairly bleak campaign rally. I couldn't afford enough premium carpet to get us to the stage. I mean, it was a short walk, but it was pretty luxurious, right? Okay. Everybody smile away. Smile away. Stop waiting on my arm, Andy. I'm holding the dog. He is peeing. He is now peeing. And I'm putting him down. No, no, no. However, there are a few characters who are musicians, and they definitely get their moments in the sun. So Ron, the director of the department, has a secret saxophone-playing alter ego type of person called Duke Silver who is rather famous in the Pawnee music scene, and Ron only reveals Duke to his colleagues near the end of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Duke Silver! I love this storyline though because when the writers created it for Ron, they had no idea that Nick Offerman, the actor who plays Ron, is an incredibly talented saxophone player himself, so the storyline just worked out beautifully, and every time Ron appears as Duke Silver, it is in fact Nick Offerman playing the saxophone. That's so cool! But also, another fun fact, Nick Offerman is also a very skilled woodworker and carpenter, so Ron's storylines surrounding those hobbies are actually ringing true for the actor as well. However, the most prominent of these musician characters is Andy's band, Mouse Rat, which is heavily featured in the show both as a part of Andy's character and his development, as well as a symbol for bringing the characters together and unifying the town through music. Once again, these songs were written by Mark Rivers, who actually appears as the drummer for Mouse Rat in the show, and he's done a phenomenal job at creating a sound that Chris Pratt describes as, quote, fake hootie and the blowfish crappy rock, unquote. This is a song from Andy's band Mouse Rat called Two Birds Holding Hands.
Hey, burn this so little time. Things I really wanna do. Just fly through the sky. Cause it's so awesome and blue. So awesome and blue. We can fly over the mountains. Or through the sea. We can do whatever we want. With just you and me. And hit your ride out of space. Let's fly to that restaurant. Maybe Arby's is the place to be. We can go wherever we want, cause it's you and me. Two birds holding hands. So much better than one. Maybe have a grandson. Yeah, yeah. We can do whatever we want. Whatever we want. Cause it's you and me. You and me. We can do whatever we want. Cause it's you and me. that was Two Birds Holding Hands, written by Mark Rivers and sung by Chris Pratt and, quote, Mouse Rat, unquote. Andy's band shows up quite a bit, actually, including at the Lil Sebastian Tribute and Pawnee Eagleton Unity concerts. So the Unity concert occurs in the finale of season six, which sees Leslie throwing the event in order to bring together the people of Pawnee and its rival city, Eagleton, when the two towns merge. 
This episode is huge in terms of musical talent and includes a wide range of guest stars that have been mentioned in the show, including Genuine, Letters to Cleo, Yola Tango, Land Ho, and The Decemberists. So while all of these performances are wonderful and great and actually a really wonderful display of sublime music supervision, the Decemberist performing the Crane Wife series of songs is incredibly close to my heart, so I want to play it for you right now.
that was the Crane Wife 3 by the Decemberists. At this Unity concert, Andy's band Mouse Rat also plays a song called 5,000 Candles in the Wind, which I actually just want to leave you with today. The song was originally featured in the season 3 finale, where Pawnee's beloved miniature horse, Lil Sebastian, unfortunately and unexpectedly dies. The town throws him a tribute festival slash celebration of life, and Andy's contribution, with a little hidden feature from one Mr. Duke Silver, is this song, which, as you can probably tell from the title, is inspired by Elton John's song, Candle in the Wind, which was originally written and performed as a tribute to Marilyn Monroe, and later rewritten for the late Princess Diana. Hope you enjoy. What's 5,000 times better than a candle in the wind? This song is called 5,000 Candles in the Wind. Up in horsey heaven, here's a thing. You trade your legs for angels' wings. And once we've all said goodbye, you take a running leap and you learn to fly. So that was 5,000 Candles in the Wind, written by Mark Rivers and performed by Chris Pratt and Mouse Rat. Once again, music is what brings this town together. It's integral to each character, and yeah, while they have their differences in both musical taste and as far as outlooks on life, the soundtrack for Parks and Recreation exemplifies the identity, comfort, and community that comes with the music. 
The show is really a true celebration of hope and optimism and friendship and love. And despite the hardships the characters face, I've never come out of an episode feeling worse. I've always come out of watching an episode feeling better about the world we live in. So thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope that these songs have brought you the same comfort that they bring to me. I'm doing a show probably around once a month, and I'm so happy to be able to share the true nature of this show with you guys. Also, I've stopped streaming on Twitch because, as I've said to those who have listened there, I'd much rather provide a quality and comprehensive show than one that feels incomplete, and for me that means the inclusion of music into the experience. So I'll see you next month, but in the meantime, you can follow the show on Twitter at Sync Radio Live and listen to the podcast version of the show on Apple Music, Spotify, and Anchor. You can find all of these links at linktree slash sync.radio. That's linktr.ee slash sync.radio. Sorry, that's kind of confusing. But you can watch Parks and Rec on Peacock, which is the NBC streaming service. And if you need some comfort or positivity in your life, I would highly recommend it if you haven't seen it already or just settle in for a rewatch. Why not? Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the show. Be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and be good to the world. I love you.